What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show, I See Things a Little Differently. Um, Monday show, feel good, feel great. Actually, I don't know if I said this on the show, I probably did, but I felt like I was done with school, and... um. Turns out I had one more class to go, and I've been in the middle of it for the last couple of months, for the last month and a half. So I just did on Wednesday, no Thursday, excuse me. I just did my final, final for sure. Air quotes, no air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. And I'm su- I just felt accomplished today, you know. And it's funny because when I got that call from my advisor, I was like, this shit's never gonna end. <laughs> and uh, it was just a clerical error and. Uh, I understand it, but feels great. This has been a week of, man, so much news this week, whether it's WB Discovery canceling Batgirl that was $90 million in, um, whether it was pretty much everything essentially being canceled except for The Flash. Aquaman's doing reshoots, Shazam. I didn't know this until I saw the schedule and saw the news. But Shazam's coming out the same week as Avatar 2. Why would they do that? Um, like, I haven't seen Avatar 1. I have no clue what this is about. They look like they're Smurfs. So, whatever the fuck. Um, I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't care. But I know enough to know Shazam's not going to... Shazam will get murdered that weekend. We are talking about the, the movie that, that before had the title for the highest grossing film of all time. Before Avengers Endgame beat it. And if Avatar 2 comes on and beats Avengers Endgame, you you could bet either Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars are going to destroy that one. So, um, that, you, you have that going on. WB is just a current mess. Apparently in 2023, the summer 2023, HBO Max will fold. And it will fall into uh, Disney, uh, not Disney, Discovery Plus. And it will just be one thing. I've never seen the Discovery Plus app because why would I? There's so many apps out there. It's like, it just doesn't make sense for me to go out of my way to see one, another one that I have no interest in seeing, but I heard it's crap. Um, between that going on, between Triple H officially putting his stamp, even if Vince is helping behind the scenes, which he probably is, I'm sure. Um, Triple H is, is putting his stamp on things. Triple H is seeing the people that he likes, you know, and pushing. And, um... And we're gonna get to all that, um, but let's let's, let's uh, where do we fucking start? <laughs> um, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to do something I haven't done in a very long time. I'm just gonna go off my notes how I wrote them down. So I did see the video. People come asking me I saw the video of Brock Lesnar essentially climbing into the ring after his match at SummerSlam. Uh, and saying goodbye to the fans. I don't think Brock is done. I just think Brock is done for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I, I did hear an interview with Goldberg. Goldberg said he had um, he needs shoulder surgeries, but he's waiting for WWE because I think he has like, one more match on his contract, and he's expecting a call. So I don't know when they will use these two again, right? Because I feel like Triple H is going to really build. Like he had said something on an awesome podcast a while ago. When they were airing them live, I think they aired the one with him and Vince and him and Triple H. He said he liked to do more long-term storytelling. 
And so I don't know what that means for part, 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 part timers. Um, but uh, look, I don't know where you go with Brock from here. Like if you look at Brock's last two, or let's, let's, f that. Look at his last year. He came back at SummerSlam. He had a championship match in Saudi Arabia. He had a championship match at Day One that he won. He had a championship match at the Royal Rumble, which he lost. He was in the Royal Rumble, which he won. He was in, in the Elimination Chamber match, which he won, which re- regained his WWE Championship. He lost the WWE Championship in <laughs> WrestleMania. And then he just didn't show up until now, and he had, he had another match, and he lost that match. Um, I just don't know how much longer you keep playing in title matches, especially with the landscape looking like it's going to be changed for the better. Um, there's still obviously places for obviously there's places for Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. Uh, and before I even get started, I'm terribly, I'm still ter- terribly, terribly bad at this. But I am in the, this contest. I am in the top ten, and I am super appreciative of being in the top ten. I would like to make it to the top five. Um, it's to be an opening act, and so I will leave the link in the description. Like, follow, subscribe, August. I'm thinking back to it. There's obviously a place for Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Obviously there is. I just can't... I have not booked it out yet. Because I don't care to do it. Because I don't really care to see Brock Lesnar right now. Now if he's going to be another championship match. You know? So, I did see the video. It was cool. Looks like Brock is actually having fun. Um, which has been so rare for him to just have fun. Uh, but it was cool. Um, wow. Women of Wrestling will debut in syndication on September 17th. On the uh, So, just, just if you guys care. On the internal list in WWE, Becky Lynch is now a face. And Ronda Rousey is now officially a heel. Becky Lynch, I told you guys last week, I figured she was hurt. Turns out she has separated her shoulder. And she she got written off on Raw. Um, and Ronda Rousey as well got fined and suspended, air quotes. Uh, doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes. Um, there it was increased talk that Champa will benefit from Triple H taking over. That's why I wanted to read these notes. I just thought this would be interesting how, here's how, I'm just scribbling these notes down to, write, to rewrite them later, right? That is early Monday. Just to get you guys some background of my of my thinking going into these these shows, I don't actually start writing notes until Wednesday. But I felt this week was big enough to start writing notes on Sunday, Monday. But this was on Monday. Vince McMahon, Danny Garcia, The Rock, Dick Ebersole, Frank and Carol Riddick, and ESPN are being sued for trade secrets for the XFL. This XFL has caused more problems, I swear to God, than anything else ever outside of Vince McMahon's penis. It's just amazing how many problems XFL has started. And XFL has done, done much. Um, Raw. The first hour of Raw was commercial free. Um, I, his thing, and Triple H is right. When Triple H said on an awesome podcast about writing three hours, it's so it's so exponentially hard. He's not lying. I watched all three hours of Raw. It's the first time I've watched it since it was like a couple months ago. When I watched all three hours of Raw. It's hard to. It's dude. It's so hard to get through. And I remember the first time I found myself finding it hard to watch three hours of Raw. Had to be five, six years ago. 
And I remember saying to myself, man, am I not the fan I used to be? Am I just like now a casual fan? I truly thought that for a, a time or a second or two. And my ex at the time, by the time we were broken up, we were still just friends. And she said, no, you're not. It's just, it's boring. She was like, dude, you love wrestling. Like, you could watch it. And she's like, you know, I know you love wrestling. Because, like, legitimately, if I cut on New Japan or if I cut on whatever, you're going to watch it. But she was like, it's just so hard to see the same people over and over for three hours. And it's just skits. And, and once again, it can't always be about the wrestling. But, my God, it's just so hard to get through because every week shouldn't be a pay-per-view week. You should leave something to the imagination. It's kind of like well, I've worked in strip clubs, as you guys know from my interview with The Godfather. And I've worked in all nude clubs. And um, eventually you want women to get dressed. <laughs> when you walk around naked, it's like, all right, cool. You know, want to put some panties and bra on? And you think you would never say that, but you do. Because you become desensitized to it. And matter of fact, it's funny because if you guys listen to the, the, uh, the interview I had with Cobra, I think this was back in January. A dancer I worked with, like, I didn't bring her because she was a dancer, I brought her, well, yeah, I did, but it was more because she had danced with experience in India, and she, and I just, I learned so much in that interview about her backstory, I was like, what? When we got off air, I hung up, I hung up the phone, I, mean, we, I not hung up the phone, I, uh, we were doing it over the phone, and I uh, hit the stop button on record, and I said, my, my, my literal words were, bitch, What? I was like, did you know what you just said on a record? Like, do you want me to put this out there? Because I cannot do it, right? And she was no, it's fine. Then I heard, heard her on a different podcast. She's just oh, an open book. But she was writing that interview when she said, you, you become desensitized. And you do. And it's one of those situations where I just became desensitized to, to WWE because it's so much. And it's so um, formulaic. You know when to watch and you know when not to. Like last year when Big E won the WWE Championship, you knew it was going to happen in the main event. So why watch the rest of Raw when you're going to watch the main event? And they could surprise you and do it, but the third hour, if you look at the uh, the, the breakdown of the ratings, the third hour is usually the, the shortest. It's the only time, usually. If Raw does over 2.0s, the third hour is when they go to a 1.92. Check it. It's 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 facts. It's It's there. So no, it just uh, it's it, Raw was still tasked to get through. I still watch it all. Um, Raw opened by Becky Lynch cutting a promo, and she was had a sling on. She confirmed the injury, and she called out uh, not called out, but she you know shout out Be- Bianca Belair. All of a sudden, she goes in back, and the new trio, which I don't think has a name yet, I could have missed it because I I had it on mute most of the time. You guys know I watched wrestling on mute, uh, but they wrote her off because uh, and by while well, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO um. Hit her with a chair, and they wrote Becky Lynch off. She's gonna be gone, which is fine. Which is perfectly fine because I could see her. She doesn't need to come back at the Royal Rumble and win. She could legit go through Elimination Chamber or whatever. But her and Ronda is obviously where they're going for WrestleMania next year, and it will be Night One's main event, unless it gets some really big name to, to main event Night One. It's going to be Becky versus. Um, Ronda, one-on-one. But this was a good way to write her off. Uh, Bianca 
you know, ended up challenging Dakota, not Dakota, uh, EO later on, which is the first match I believe EO has had on the main roster. I mean, I don't think EO ever even got called up for dark matches. Dakota Kai did, but I don't think EO did. Um, the Miz and AJ, first of all, there was two triple threat matches to determine the number one contender for the uh, U.S. Championship, right? So I'm sitting there, I look at the triple threat matches, and I I, I knew who was going to win immediately. When I saw the breakdown of it, I said, well, think about it. AJ Styles and Champa just had this whole little fight in SummerSlam. Styles is going to win his, Champa's going to win his, and Champa's going to win. And that's why, that's why I wanted to do that unique thing. Literally, why wouldn't Champa benefit? Like, he was the, the last, essentially how uh, uh, Moxley said Jericho was the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon. Um, Champa was the last survivor of the NXT Black and Gold. But I did think this triple threat match between Styles, Miz, and Ali was fun. The the finale, the the, the ending was fun. You see, uh, Ali hit a, uh, I think it was a, was this, uh, 450? I think it was a 450. Into a Styles clash, AJ, AJ gets the win. I want to say AJ's first real big pinfall win in months, right? It had to be in months. Um... Anyways, then you had an impromptu match. Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford. Rollins got the win. This is after Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors to decide who faces him. Montez Ford just grabs the referee and runs to the ring. Loses the match, of course. Asuka and Alexa Bliss come to a DQ when Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO attack both of them. Um, there is now a rumor... That Sasha Banks and Naomi will return to WWE because their problems were apparently with Vince McMahon and not other people. So my thought on this is, it has to be true. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think Gar Gargano could very well show up this Monday at Raw because it is in Cleveland, Ohio, which is his hometown. I'm not saying he's going to show up that soon, but Gargano's going to be back. And he, he has no reason to go to AEW. There's no reason. He could actually be on the WrestleMania card in a primetime match with Triple H and, 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 and Charge. He will actually be that. There's no way. But anyways, um, my thoughts on them going back. Look. <laughs> they're, they're actually at C2E2 this weekend. I really wish I could have gone. Uh, as now that I know what I know. Like, see, I think a big part of me <laughs> thought they would be on the market a little bit longer. Especially Sasha. But it's all good. It happens. Anyways. Um, my thoughts is good for them. I don't see I didn't see Naomi doing much in AEW anyway. That her, she's that she's had a great career for someone who, in my opinion, being African American is not easy in that company with Vince pushing you. And she's won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. She's won multiple women's championships, tag team championships. Speaking of the tag team championships, uh, the women's tag team championships, as of this SmackDown, were announced to be in a tournament after not being spoken of for months. There's a tournament now. That that, that to me that leads back to Sasha and Bale and um, Naomi. But I, I just think I just don't think AEW would know how to use her. She's done the field of glow thing, and I just think she just it's just best for her to be. Um, Hmm. I just think it's best for her to be there. I think there's no high user. That that's rare for me to say, but I think she's been used until recently. 
Well, I said, I mean, before the Tag Team Championships and all that other stuff, I think the whole Sonya Deville thing was weird. But I there was at one point in time that a, a, a hashtag to treat Naomi better. Um, it's because she was featured sometime. Um, but if it makes them happy, that's all I care about. So if they're happy to go back, they should go back. Um, in the second triple threat match, you had Dolph Ziggler, Champa, and Chad Gable. Uh, Champa got the pin over Gable, which sent him to the finals of this mini little tournament against AJ Styles later in the night. Bianca Belair versus EO Sky went to a no contest. This match was given a ton of time, and I thought it was really good. Look here. If you watched any NXT, you know how good EO is. You just do. Um, but this was the first time I think she had a chance to shine. And to me, her, no better opponent than uh, than Bianca. And in this match, it became a no contest because Asuka and Alexa Bliss came out. So now you have this three-on-three thing. I think everyone thought this is where Sasha Banks and Naomi were going to come out. But they didn't. Um, I, I, I'm still looking forward to the six-woman tag. That's going to be fun. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair versus Dakota Kai, Bailey, and fucking Dakota uh, and uh, EO. <sighs> Sign me up. Champa then defeated AJ Styles. He will get his U.S. title match this Raw on on uh, against Bobby Lashley. Look, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Obviously, this needs. Obviously, Triple H is setting some shine on the U.S. title because they they currently don't have a world champion, um, which can change very soon. Um, but I think it's good. And this is going to be a great fucking match. I'm up for it. The Usos defended their unified tag team championships against the Mysterios. The Usos won. At the end of the match, uh, the Judgment Day came out to attack. Edge came out to make the save. But then, all of a sudden, they did something interesting here. Then, all of a sudden, Edge ends up spearing Dominic by mistake. And then, Edge chases Fent Balor into the crowd. Well, Rey Mysterio looks around. And then he looks at Dominique, wonder what Dominique, wonder what's going on. And my first thought was they did that for they specifically shined that spear for a reason. I was like that there's something there's something up there. So I'm you guys should keep an eye on that. We shall, I guess. There's a report going out as of the observer. Some top talent are concerned for their spots now that Triple H is in charge. And honestly, they it probably should be if he wants to put his stamp on things. Yeah, then some things will have to change, probably for the better. And some really good news: Sean Spears and Cassie Lee announced their pregnancy. Congratulations to the couple. Um, are they married yet? I, I think they're the, like the only couple that didn't hasn't that has not been married, right yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not having a baby, so I, I'm pretty sure they're not married now. But congratulations to the couple. I I, I usually don't put down personal stuff, but I thought. Man, they've been together for so long. I really like Sean Spears. I really like Cassie Lee. So congratulations to them. In other news, big news, AEW has expanded its talent relations, and now they promote Sanjay Dutt. Uh, I think Christopher Daniels is still on there, but it, he wasn't in this press release. Sanjay Dutt, uh, Tony Schiavone, um, and also they've hired Madison Rain, not just to be a coach, but an in-ring talent. She made her debut on Rampage, getting the win, and then setting her sights on the TBS Championship. She's going to lose that match. Um, but this is pretty big, considering how um, there have been problems in the talent relations department. Where You can ask Marco Stunt, obviously Jonathan Gresham, 
even though Jonathan Gresham, they report that he was going to stop wrestling. Well, he was just at Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view. He has a shot at the, is it the Rev Pro Championship or something like that? He won a shot at it, so he's obviously not done wrestling. Um, so that's, that's interesting in itself. But this is more important because Tony Khan can't be everywhere. And Tony Khan needs the support as, I'm assuming, ROH. Even if they don't have a TV deal, they will soon. The other top of that, their TV rights come up to for negotiation next year, if I'm not mistaken. So there's so many things on his plate. He can't be everywhere. So it, it, it's going to take a lot, but um, he needed to do this. And so congratulations to the people who got promoted if they wanted the promotions. Uh, I've learned in my working career that sometimes people don't actually want the promotion they're given. Well, it's just a necessity that they have it, um, which happens. Speaking of AEW, the first flashes or first screenshots and the first teaser trailer for AEW Fight Forever are out. I saw it, I saw a screenshot of Hangman Powerbomb and John Moxley on a ladder. I saw Kenny Omega doing a one wing angel. Um, it looks it looks fun, you know. I. <laughs> I want to say I'm a play, right? I know I'm buying it. For 100% sure, I know I'm buying it. I want to say I'm a play. Hopefully, I play. I, I legit bought WWE 22. I thought I was gonna play it. I had this urge to say I want to get back in the wrestling games, blah blah. I still not played that mother bleeper. <laughs> so as of right now, it says December 31st. I believe it's a placeholder because uh, it's on uh, pre-order on Amazon, but I don't think it's even at pre-order on. Um, and GameStop, but I have not been in GameStop to know, but I've been told it's not. Or in certain parts of this country, the U.S., they say, no, we don't have it for pre-order yet. So I believe this is a placeholder, but I have every intention of playing that of playing that game, not just buying it. Tay Conte and Sammy Guevara to get married later this month. Uh, that will make them even more unbearably annoying, uh, just to put that out there. Booker T was apparently offered one last match at StarCast next year with Harlem Heat, which he turned down. Steve Ray has come out and said he does have one match left of him. But Booker T feels that Harlem Heat should be retired and stay retired. Triple H on the Jake Paul podcast. This just popped up on my YouTube feed. And I said, oh, Triple H, I'm going to watch, you know. And so um, I thought it was a really good interview. And I enjoyed his candor. I liked that he was cursing and was being himself. Um, at one point in time, he says, Jake Paul, or Logan Paul, I said Jake Paul, didn't I? Logan Paul, who the fuck is that? And it's funny because the person that told me that they actually came up with the idea and pitched the WWE said that no one knew who he was, which makes sense. They're so in their bubble. Why would they know who a YouTuber is? Only reason I know who, who he is, not, cause he, not even because he's a YouTuber, it's because didn't he get, like, didn't, want, didn't either him or his brother get beaten up or something or arrested or something like that? Like, I had no clue they were YouTubers. Like, when people told me that Jake Paul was, like, beating up people and he was boxing, I was like, who the fuck is Jake Paul? Like, so I don't follow him either, but I, and I'm far from being inside my own bubble, you know? So I just put that out there. Um, but I, I guess we got, we got some interesting stuff. We actually, he did confirm that that tease of Triple H and The Rock in each other's face was what actually was actually The Rock asking him, let's do one more match. We never got a chance to have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, which they never did. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know the story, I'll tell it really fast. Um, essentially what happened was when Austin went down with that neck injury in November of 99, 2000, for those of you guys don't know, was actually the best year creatively and business wise. Creatively is opinion wise, but I want to say I am not in the minority on saying that 
but creatively it wasn't built around one person it was built around literally the entire roster and uh financially the rock and triple h are responsible for the most successful year in that company's history for i can't say up until now i mean but at, the, at some point in time they were and it was for many many years um so what happened was the main event was supposed to be the rock versus triple h one-on-one for the wwe championship well creative changed well right after uh triple h retired mcfoley they decided to bring mcfoley back and put him in a four-way match and have a, a mcmahon in every corner now mind you if you guys don't know this fun fact about wrestlemania 2000 wrestlemania 2000 uh, 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 aka wrestlemania 16 was the only WrestleMania to not have a one-on-one just regular match, except for a match between, I believe it was the Cat and Terry Runnels with Val Venus as a special guest referee. If you fall off the ring, you lose or something like that. Otherwise, it was nothing but multi-man matches. And so they made it a four-way match, put Big Show in there. And also, if you think about it, Creative changed multiple times because there's also a poster where Jericho was supposed to be on the main event. And then Jericho's uh, creative change, because Jericho went from being in the main event to then he was supposed to wrestle X-Pac. But X-Pac, who has come out and said he didn't want to wrestle Jericho, he wanted to end his feud with Kane. But the original creative was, for him, X-Pac at least, was he was going to be in an intercontinental championship match against Jericho. Jericho ended up in a triple threat match that was with him, Kurt Angle, and Chris Benoit. And it was a two-fall triple threat match. I think it's a isn't that the only time I've, I think that's the only time I've ever seen that where two championships were on the line at the time Kurt Angle was the Euro Euro Continental Champion and it was two falls and Jericho pinned Benoit to win the European title for the first fall Benoit pinned Jericho for the second fall Angle never got pinned lost his championships and he still had one of the greatest years first years ever but it was supposed to be Triple H and The Rock they pushed it back because they wanted Austin to have a run in. They specifically wanted Austin to have a run-in, but he wasn't ready yet. He couldn't have the run-in because he could barely move his neck at the time. They pushed the one-on-one match back to Backlash. Backlash in D.C., I'll never forget because I was living in D.C. or Maryland at the time, excuse me. And I remember there was a bunch of excitement going on. I was too young, too broke, I didn't have any money. Um, but I remember, like, the, the if you go back and watch that match. Don't watch it on YouTube. They've edited a bunch of shit out because there's a bunch of chairs to the head. Go, I, I don't know about Peacock. Try to find, when I say YouTube, I mean the WWE YouTube. Try to find an uncensored version of this. First of all, it's The Rock against Triple H. But now you have the, the Brisco, uh, Gerald Briscoe, you have Vince, you have Stephanie, you have Shane. Everyone is completely against The Rock. All of a sudden, you hear that glass break. DC goes crazy. And Austin comes out and nails everybody with chair shots all to the fucking head. Stunners, chair shots. Um, Rock then uh, hits um, Triple H with the... Was it, was it Spear? No. What was that thing he did? Spinebuster, excuse me people's elbow he wins the wwe championship that place that, that place was so loud that match that, that whole thing was amazing but that's why they pushed it back according to triple h which we kind of already knew why they pushed they, they wanted to run in um we learned that from the podcast um he, and he also just had a conversation 
with them about you know just the business and how how it goes and his new his new ideas and stuff. So if you guys have a, I, I mean he was late, so the podcast is like an hour fourteen minutes. But you guys can just fast forward. I think it's like the fourteen minute mark where he came in. So it's about a good hour of Triple H just being on the podcast. I highly recommend it. Let's hit AEW up. Dynamite. Jay Lethal got a hard-earned win against Orange Cassidy in a really good match. All of a sudden, Warlow comes out. He challenged, uh, Sanjay Dutt makes a challenge for Battle of the Belts 3. Warlow defending the TNT Championship against Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal obviously lost that match as we, as I'm recording this, Battle of the Belts just happened, and he's lost that match, which was never in doubt. Undisputed Elite. You had Red Dragon, Adam Cole, the Bucks, and in a, and I don't know if you guys ever saw what happened when Adam Cole got kicked out of the Bullet Club, but essentially it was an ROH show. It's Adam Cole's last show, and Marty Scrolls in the ring. For those guys who don't know who Marty Scroll is, it's not hard to tell because he's been blackballed. He's the one who used to walk around with the umbrella and had the, the weird mustache. So he's talking, and the Bucks are in the ring. And they double super kick him out of the elite, out of ROH, out of the Bullet Club. This is kind of payback. So we know we we know that Kenny Omega is, his return is imminent because these trios championships. And by the way, they haven't even started this tournament yet. They haven't announced anything for this tournament. This tournament ends the fifth of, of, of September at All Out. So this is gonna be very interesting to see how they set this thing up. But I'm all for it. instead of prolonging this thing. Let's get this, let's, let's make sure this fucker gets done. But anyways, um, Cole says it's good to be back in this rain. Just thinking everybody. Then he says, hey, look here, guys. If you guys just can't be in this trios tournament, if I'm not medically cleared, Kyle O'Reilly's not medically cleared, and you guys won't pick Bobby Fish, you guys won't be able to walk into it. And then they just beat the Bucks down. They're thinking about pilmanizing. Uh, I think it's Matt. And all of a sudden, Hangman Adam Page's music hits. He runs. I saw one of the funniest comments in YouTube. He said, Hangman Adam Page must have the record for making the most saves. I said, that is a funny-ass comment because it's probably fucking true at this point. But this obviously sets up this this whole story. Just when you think this story is over. Speaking of long-term booking. Just when you think this fucking story is over. It's not. Now the makeup comes. They had to break up. We break up the makeup, right? They had to break up. Paige won the championship. And now you have the tease of these guys coming back. Paige helped up Matt Jackson. I I still think it's going to be Kenny Omega teaming with them. But what it's still, it's just, it's going to make for a hell of a, a, I don't know if it's going to be blood and guts. I doubt that. But it's going to be for a hell of an eight-man tag if they want to have one or a six-man tag. So just good stuff here. But took me off guard. John Moxley cut a great promo before. I think every match that John Moxley's been in since winning the AEW World Championship for the second time has been a championship match. He's even defending it against people who are okay, <laughs> you know. But gets a great promo from him. I suggest you guys watch that. Jungle Boy tries to run over Tony Schiavone and Christian. This is gonna. This is great. I'm loving all this. We we don't have any matches signed for All Out at this moment. We know one of them. We know Jungle Boy versus Christian. I'm looking forward to watching that. It's it looks like it's, it seems like it's going to be fun. Um, what the hell? Okay, sorry guys. Got a text message which was really weird. Um, not weird. I got a text message. I'm 
Sometimes I'm liked. Sometimes I'm loved. I think. Anyways, but we know this is going to be fun. And probably the best match of the night, we had Thunderstorm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. I thought this was I thought this was fun. I like this. I like the chemistry all four people have. Fucking Thunder Rosa wore a T-shirt that said "Sandbagging since 2014." Ooh. All right. Um, I can see all four women being in the championship match at All Out. Cause the way this match ended was, I think it was um, Tony Storm accidentally hitting Thunder Rosa, and then Thunder, then uh, Tony Storm got pinned by Jamie Hayter. Um, I can see this being a four-way match at fucking All Out. I can see that. Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Eddie Kingston has made the challenge. He says that he signed his end of the contract. Sammy needs to sign his end of the contract. He wants him at All Out. That's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be a fuck fucking fun war. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. He wins the squash match, and then Ricky uh, Ricky Starks comes out and he gets beaten down. This is obviously another match for All Out. I'm looking forward to this, but. Here is something that is very, 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 very noteworthy. Since Team Taz has not informed Taz of what they're doing, and he is Taz, he has officially disbanded Team Taz. So it's one faction that's been around for the last three years, I think, that is now no longer a thing. So that was some pretty big news that Taz announced on, on commentary, but it was time. You know, Ricky Starks is a face now. And it seems like Taz is going to be full-time commentary, not just on Rampage, but on Dynamite. So it just, it's just time. But uh, I'm looking forward to this match at All Out, which I can see Hobbs winning. Just think about that. Now it's for next week on Dynamite, a coffin match. Brody King versus Darby Allen. There's no way Darby wins that match. He's going to get destroyed. No, actually not. Think about it. Miro cut a promo. And Miro's questioning guys to why this outsider was in his way. I can definitely see that being. I can definitely see that. And actually, might be a six. Actually, now I'm thinking about that could be a six man tag it all out too. Miro, Sting, and Darby versus the House of. That's gonna be wow. Sign me the fuck up. I'm just that. I'm literally saying this now. As a, these aren't. This isn't in my notes. I'm just saying this now. I'm like, wow. That's actually going to be fucking. Hmm. That just blew my own mind. We had Matt Hardy versus Christian. Jonathan Esther sent me a very cool picture, whereas someone who in the front row has signed and said, I played this match on No Mercy. I bet you did, and that is one of the greatest wrestling games of all time. I bet you that match was a fucking five-star match as well. Ethan Page comes out and wants more TV time. I guess this is uh, officially him leaving American Top Team, because uh, Stokely Hathaway, and by the way, Stokely Hathaway is just building a roster. Just two weeks ago, I'm, uh, Lee Moriarty took his card. He's just building. He, he has the baddies. He has the TBS championship in his um, his ranks already, which I, I, where, I'm wondering where Chris Statlander is with all this. Like, what is going to be the match? I, I assume the match at All Out was going to be Statlander versus uh, Jay Cargo. Jay Cargo is cl- clearly avoiding her. Um, I figured this would be the time for her to lose that title, but uh, we haven't heard from Chris Statlander in, in, what, three or four weeks? Two, two weeks? Something like that? At least three weeks. Um, but Stokely Hathaway is just building his stable here. Ethan Page walked out with him. So, interested to see where that goes. I mean, he doesn't need anyone to talk for him. Ethan Page can talk for himself, but we'll see where this goes. Anna Jay choked out some security guard. She's gone full heel, and she looks fucking crazy doing it. There was a dumpster match. 
between the acclaimed and the ask boys uh, let's see the ask club but the gun club uh the acclaimed one they look at the acclaimed are primed to win the tag team championships very soon they are very primed to win those championships so i would not be surprised if that's what happens in the, the end of the year i wouldn't be surprised at, that at all this match was also a little crazy. We saw a mic drop off the top of the the, uh, the stage set. We saw them do what Road Dog and Billy Gunn did to Cactus Jack and uh, Chainsaw Charlie, aka Terry Funk, when they put them in a dumpster and threw them off the uh, uh, stage. But in that one, I think it happened in '98, right? In that one, they did something really cool after they did it after Road Dog and. Uh, Billy Gunn threw them off the stage. You had a, a number of people from the locker room come out and kind of confront them, saying, "Hey, dude, this is like, what are you doing? You're really trying to hurt people here." And they they just they just made it. They they, they twisted reality, and obviously this is the era of Vince Russo, but they twisted reality a little bit. It may seem like that people were mad about it, but in this case, people were cheering it. So people cheered it then too. People are crazy. Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta was a fun match. Uh, Jericho puts Yuta in the walls, the actual walls of Jericho where he bends your body in half. And Yuta, ta- I've noticed all the young guys always take that. I remember when Jericho was talking about a match he had with Kofi Kingston in WWE. And Kofi, and uh, they were talking about the ending of it. And Jericho said, oh, yeah, I'll just hit you with the cold breaker. I don't think the cold breaker was his finishing with the time. But let's just say cold breaker. And Kofi was like, nah, you got to put me in the wall. He was like, oh, no one wants to take that one. He said, yeah, you got to put me in. I got to do the walls one time. And he actually did. I remember watching that match. So, pretty cool stuff. NXT. The only only thing I'll talk about is the crowning of new women's tag team champions. As Katana Chance and Katie Cars. I can't say her last name. Sorry. Cars Corgano. I said that wrong. I know I did. My accent. Sorry. Won the women's tag team champion. And I think this was the right move. I said this the other week. Last week. I said, these guys work well together. They don't have to. You can put the belts on them. Not even give them a long run and just give them someone to work with that are heaters that could like they could just get a ton of heat from taking the belts from them because these these two are just a fun tag team to watch. You know they work really 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 well together. So um, I definitely just feel like personally this was the right move. So let's get into some random news here. AAAW Wrestling signs a streaming deal with High Spots. There will be a double SmackDown taping set for August 26th and the next week because WWE will be in UK for not just the pay-per-view, but I think they'll be there for the whole week of shows. Brian Danielson talked about the Miz angle. I didn't realize it was as much as much of a work as it was. Apparently, it was supposed to feature Brian punching him in the face, and he was trying to make sure that WWE either fired him because he couldn't touch anyone and he was on no contact list, or um, clear him, because apparently a bunch of doctors by the time had cleared him. So, um, he said that he was supposed to punch Miz. But Miz cut such a great promo that him hitting him made no sense. He just That's why he just walked away. Because Miz was expecting him to hit him. But, but once he heard the promo, he said, oh no, this is too good, I can't mess this up. Didn't know it was that much of a work. It was a good fucking work, I'll tell you that. It's a great moment. Still a great moment. The Observer is now reporting that Triple H is now allowing the words wrestler and wrestling to be used. 
Think about that shit. This made the fucking news on Observer. And I and we've we've already known for years, dude, that they can no one could use those words. Those were dirty words, right? But think about banana. Th- just think in your mind how bananas this is. The fact that this made the observer news that they can u- now use the word wrestler and wrestling. I saw this. I said, I have to write this down. Because it shouldn't be news, but I completely 100% understand why it is news because it's just so weird to hear a wrestling it's like the nfl saying you can't say football you can't you can't say gridiron it's just (laughs) bananas anyways matt cardona to return to the ring august 27th he announced good for him bound for glory will be in albany new york for you uh impact fans Raw does a 2.23 million viewers, one of the biggest uh, uh, shows in a long time. WWE is discussing bringing back Killer Cross. Now, remember I told you guys this. I wrote this down. I'm telling you guys this is how I wrote this notes down. Just remember that. I wrote this down on Friday. I'm recording this on a Saturday night. I wrote this down just on Friday around like 7 o'clock my time, which is 9 o'clock East Coast time. Cain Velasquez pleads not guilty in his uh, case. Smackdown. After this, we're out of here. Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, and Scarlett are back in WWE. And they're in the main event scene as you had Drew McIntyre confronting the bloodline at the end of the show. All of a sudden, you hear that music. You see Scarlett just standing at the uh, entrance. Drew's back is turned. Karrion Cross comes from behind, attacks him, lays him out. Scarlet takes the time clock, turns it upside down, and tells Roman Reigns his time is coming up. And Drew is laid out. This is the main event of Clash of the Castle, by the way, folks. And I remember watching this. I watched it, watched the entire scene. My first thought was, for as anticlimactic as Drew McIntyre will be, this just changed the game. And for any of you guys who have been listening to my podcast the last two years, it'll be two years next month that we restart this podcast. We gotta do something special, actually. Let me think about that. I said to myself, this just changed the game. You have now a main event guy, someone who everyone knows was treated wrong, everyone knows can be a main event star. I'm not even a big fan of his. I think he's a good wrestler. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not definitely not a Bra, uh, the Braun Strowman level to me. Definitely not. Like to me, Karen Cross, I appreciate him. I think it's more of one of those things. Where, just when you have someone so dominant, it makes it hard. For, that's why I appreciate what they did with Samoa Joe. The story they told with Samoa Joe when he beat him. That was a great month long story to lead to Karen Cross losing. But I still feel like when you do this unstoppable thing, it just puts you kind of in. This box that you don't want to be in. At least I don't. At least I wouldn't want to be in. But what the fuck do I know? But um. Anyways, um, I was very happy with this move. Apparently, this move happened. And it happened really quickly. And apparently, Triple H is not holding back. He's going to continue to strengthen the roster and build up things. As we know, he brought back Dakota Kai. So these are three names that were cut. That were Vince McMahon cuts. Vince saw nothing in these people. 
And the funny thing is, I saw a great meme. It's a Forrest Gump meme. And if you guys have never seen Forrest Gump, that you won't get this. But it was like, just like that, there were no more budget cuts. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Hilarious. Whoever did that is genius. Shout out to you. But no, my first thought was this is this is this changed the fucking game for me. I'm not saying you can, you need to make this a triple threat match or anything, but now you don't have to force this title on Drew McIntyre. Now, is it possible he still wins? Because yes, he's in his hometown. But now it's definitely more possible that Reigns keeps this title. I don't know if Karrion Cross loses or, or beats Roman Reigns, but it can happen. It can happen. Triple H put Karrion Cross really strong in NXT. So strong. I, I think his only loss in NXT was to Samoa Joe. And that and that was when wasn't that when Triple H was out? But it was time. He was moving to the main roster anyway. Um, but this is a big move for them. This is a big move to the main event scene. And can you imagine the matches that will happen? You still have Walter with the Intercontinental Championship. You still have matches that Walter versus Drew, Walter versus Karrion, Walter versus Roman, Walter versus Bobby Lashley, Walter versus fucking Brock Lesnar. Like, you still have all these matches. And now you have Karrion cross this mix. And it makes things fresh. And you still got to remember, the only person Cody Rhodes has actually touched since being back in the company has been Seth fucking Rollins. So there's so many possibilities now. Um, this just opens things up. And like I said, I'm just expecting Johnny Gargano any day. It w- it's not going to be a surprise. Um, it, w- it won't be a bad thing either. But this just makes, this honestly makes me want to go to WrestleMania next year. This makes me want to open the door, the, the doors to my, my wallet and see what Triple H has planned for his re- fucking first WrestleMania. Um, but I'm excited about it. But anyways, that is your Monday show for this week. Check out this Wednesday. Our scheduled program has changed. We're talking about The Flash and um, my enjoyment of it, my frustration with it, as it's been canceled after nine seasons. This will be the final season, nine seasons, 13 episodes coming up. Um, that's changed. And then the week after, we're doing The Arrowverse. We kind of touched on this early on in the show's existence, the podcast's existence. But I wanted to give it more of an overview of my opinion and then the final episode, Wednesday episode of this month will be Blacklist Season 2 Retrospective. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week. Um, I will definitely get to, I, I, as you guys listen to this, if you guys have listened to this, if you guys have not heard the match of the month, I did put the question out there, the new question for the, the, the contest. So I will be announcing the winner of that next Monday. So check it out. So I am so chemical. This is I see things a little differently. Give me five stars on Spotify. Follow me um, on Instagram with at I am slow chemical. It's I am so uh, slow chemical. Um, still waiting for you guys to verify me. Uh, Instagram. Uh, so you need to hurry up with that. And uh, also give a, a like and a shout out on podcast on Apple Podcasts. So um, this is the show. I'm super excited for this one. I'm so chemical and we are out. <laughs>